At IHOP, the $6 Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Combo is back. Two eggs, two bacon strips, and two fruit top pancakes. $7 at select locations. Dine in only. Limited time at participating locations. Prices may vary. Say what? And, and we've got a college basketball coming your way as well. Super Tuesday tonight. Kansas, Kansas State, the early game. Georgia, Kentucky. It's all on ESPN and streaming live on the ESPN app. So all the fun continues during this incredible month filled with sports here on ESPN. Obviously, last night spectacular. We are brought to you on Get Up This Morning by IHOP. We are just thrilled with Mike T, Dan Graziano, Dominique as usual, and Marcus Spears back in our studio for the first time in too long (laughs) analyzing the game of the night. Let's go, Cowboys and Bucks last night with everything on the line as we wrapped up Wild Card Weekend. It was Tom Brady, it was Dak Prescott, but only one of them would have a night they want to remember, and that man's name is Dak. Oh, he's balling from the pocket, controlling the defense with his eyes, no huddle most of the night, and drilling passes into the open window. Dalton Schultz, seven catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Then, here's the moment, right? Brady moving his team down, look at him shuffling the feet. Yeah, that's a great play by Brady. It makes you feel like they got a chance. But then, Marcus, it all goes sideways. What is this throw? Oh, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> Yeah, listen, this is the, that throw is an entire season of us seeing Tom Brady panic when people are around him. And, and look, that changes the whole game. Tampa could have gone in front early second quarter. Instead, here comes Dallas. This is Jake Ferguson. This is 35 yards. It sets up fourth and goal from the one. They're not kicking it. They're keeping it with Dak. Yeah, Dak's play fakes on the play four and on this play were incredible. It's a small thing, but he's done all the right things in that game. Now, the only thing that went wrong was this. Brett Maher, he had missed the first extra point uh, right. He misses this one right again, so it's 12 nothing. Ensuing drive, Buccaneers Marcus, another Brady. Oh, again, nice. pressure Awful. throwing it down in the ground, man. It's It's been his Achilles heel, but this year in particular, he's looked worse. At final seconds of the first half, this was Dak's best play of the night. Yeah, this is one of those plays where the coaching doesn't matter, his cerebral pocket presence doesn't matter. Just make a play. That's a great throw against that body. A tad Mahomesian. Yes. But there he is. <laughs> now out comes Maher again. Oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, man, just go home. I mean, <laughs> He misses three extra points. Dak can't believe it. Dak, by the way, threw for 305 and four touchdowns and ran for another. First possession, second half. Dak, C.D. Lamb. They just couldn't be stopped last night. Yeah, they tried to blitz. They tried, man, This on that play, they tried to get after me. Found the man coverage, stood in the pocket, delivered. They scored touchdowns on four consecutive drives. Here's the fourth. Michael Gallup, it's 24-0. That remained the score because he missed another extra point no way. coming off of that. Then Tom Brady... If this is sort of the last we see of him, what a horrible way to go out. We'll just keep a spot shadow on him. Dominique, what do we think of this? Watch the, not this tackle, but watch the second one. Yeah, we talk about quarterbacks like they're always under control and they're good guys and they are mentally stable right there. He lost it because that's despicable. Now that's that's like Mbappe. I'm, I'm trying to think of a soccer player. It's a red card. Mbappe wouldn't do that. Just a terrible moment. Final seconds. Uh, the final play. Third quarter. Brady and Julio Jones finally connect. 24-6. They go for the two. They don't get it. Cowboys looking to put it away. They don't go for the field goal on a fourth and four because Maher had been struggling so much. Instead, it is uh, Prescott again. It is C.D. Lamb again. And that's all she wrote. Maher, by the way, would make the final extra point. So he was one of five on those. Cowboys went at 31-14. Brady leaving the field for perhaps the final time. Mike McCarthy (laughs) celebrating as only he can. I'm not surprised at all that he responded. I think we all needed 
to respond after. You know, we got kicked in the ass up there in Washington. So, um, and, that, and that, frankly, was good for us. So, and, uh, but most important is playoff football. You, you know, we got, we got a quick plane ride home, and then, you know, we're on to San Francisco. All right, so our good calls this morning are brought to you by Subway, and the Cowboys made plenty of those after a slow start. They went three and out on their first two drives. It didn't look good at all, and then it looked great. Dak, 83% of his passes complete the rest of the way, accounting for all five of Dallas's touchdowns on the night. And there is an expression that I like, which is, you know, keep the same energy. Like We have been critical of Dak Prescott, and I don't take back a word of it. He's a player I think is excellent, and he has not played well the last five or six weeks. But the same energy, I think, has to be applied today. He was sensational, Marcus, last night. He was. He was the catalyst for the Dallas Cowboys and the belief going forward that they could actually make a run in these playoffs. The other thing is this too, G. He played with so much confidence and in rhythm. And I think it had a lot to do with his offense coordinator, but it also was about Dak just settling in. Like we've seen him pressing. And look, this, I've always heard that interceptions, I'm not a quarterback, but I've heard that they get in your head, right? And, and you start to press so much not to throw them that you find yourself throwing yourself into him a bunch. Mm -hmm. Last night when I watched Dak, I was on the plane. I was having a great time. <laughs> the brave short rib that Delta serves. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But but First class I'm watching him <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the other guy on the sideline is the guy that we've seen in these moments be more poised yeah. than anybody in the history of this league. Dak Prescott looked as comfortable playing football and playing quarterback as anybody I've seen all season long, right? We talked about protection for him. The Cowboys offensive line did a phenomenal job. Not getting enough credit, they did a great job. Outside of they Vita Vale early, early in the game, no pressure on him. We saw him get outside the pocket. Yeah. Kellen Moore made this more comfortable for him. So in turn, when you see him play that way in rhythm, he can be this guy against anybody. And Neek has tape on it, so let's do that. And Marcus, yeah. we'll watch here because Neek has tape to yeah. demonstrate all the different things he did. Yeah, Neek, uh, Neek does have tape on this because Neek really appreciated what he saw last night. And Dak Prescott was mentally, he was on his game the entire night. This is him identifying the blitz and making a quick decision. The Bucks tried all different types of things to stop him, but he was so sharp mentally that they could. He perfect pass out of that. He saw the blitz from depth and he was ready for it. This is when, I think this is first and 20, and he, it's not only him being mentally on top, just recognizing the coverage, knowing immediately where he has to go, it's also delivering a perfect pass in this moment. He looks to the left, turns back right, and puts it in the only spot that it can be to complete that pass. It's all upstairs for him. You see right here, all right, check. We got some man coverage, motion across. I know we got man coverage. I'm gonna attack this matchup. The coverage right here is about as good as you can expect. But you know what? There's no coverage for a perfect pass. Mm. Drops that dot right in there where it needs to be. He was on top of it all night. And one thing that I don't, I don't think we pick up from uh, these highlights is how much no huddle they were doing. Yeah. They didn't huddle. And Dak, that's just all up here. Rhythm. I see him checking the plays. I noticed that he was doing his forearm when they were checking the run plays. So go ahead and change that for next week because I picked <laughs> it up from watching uh -huh. the game. But they, it seemed like he was in control. And we talk about Tom Brady needing to be in the no huddle because it gives them an advantage. Dak Prescott is one of the smartest quarterbacks in yeah. football. I don't think we talk about that enough, but we saw it on display last right, night. So that's an excellent point. Before I come over to this side, Marcus, is, is that something to consider going forward that maybe Maybe 
for whatever reason. Dak, when he's controlling things more from the line of scrimmage and they're not huddling and they're keeping the defense from all that kind of stuff, maybe that is a formula going. A hundred percent, because you don't want D'Amico Ryan's to get a beat on what you're doing offensively. And the operation not is is not about being fast. It's about making sure that that defense hurries to get in the situation where they can defend. Quickly, it's also about wearing down the pass rush and defenses don't have as many checks as offensive has. So when you go to the huddle, we can call anything on on defense. If you don't let them huddle, it's much more difficult. And then offense, also, if you don't get all the checks across and you make a mistake, maybe you have a five-yard loss. Defense, you make a mistake in the wrong spot, it's a touchdown. So if your quarterback is smart enough to stay out of the huddle, it doesn't mean you have to hurry up. It gives them an advantage. And, Mike T., the first thing you said to me today, if the Cowboys play their A game, then what? They are the best team in football, period, end of story. And you talk about how Dak played last night. Eight different receivers caught the ball. And when that happens, you're just playing point guard. And by the way, you got Tony Pollard, one of the most ex- explosive players in the NFL, who's a great compliment to what they're doing. And then when you think about what they can do from a pass rush, they only blitzed six times last night because they didn't have to do that. So when you think about the ceiling of this team, I think they're as good as anybody. And as long as Dak's doing what he's doing, I they're going to be really hard to I beat. I didn't like the way you said just playing point guard. I feel like <laughs> it was Magic Johnson-level point guard. For the record, our analytics, our football power index, likes them better than San Francisco. The world is riding the 49ers. I know Marcus has an issue. Like he, he has a analytics. sort of a complicated, a complicated relationship. <laughs> Quickly, Danny, on the Dak, on Mike McCarthy, a lot of questions answered last night. Yes, this is the Dak Prescott that we know and believe him to be. The issue with Dak Prescott all year is that the uncharacteristic mistakes, the interceptions, right? I'm a fan of this player. I would get frustrated watching him because, like, this isn't you, man. Like, where are these interceptions coming from? Last night he was – he was – I'll say Rudy Tootie. That's well played. Okay. I'll say this too, G. In the midst of those uh, interceptions, uh, Dak was still doing some great stuff. Yes, like, that's the thing. like in the I'm midst saying. of it, he yes. was still doing some really good stuff. But it was just it was uh, the, the obvious was out there. How about a shout out to Coach McCarthy? We have killed them, myself included. They had two penalties, no turnovers yeah. on a road playoff. Right? They I were ready no to play last night. However, I literally didn't know what understand it. We we do have to address the <laughs> that might be one. We have to address the elephant in the room, and, and that is the kicking game. Uh, Brett Maher, if that's a close game last night, he could easily have cost the Cowboys that game. And so I guess you said to me, the first thing you said to me, what are the Cowboys doing in the stadium last night? We are calling the three best player kickers. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, that you, are, know, you know who they are. Yeah, we're, we're calling the three best kickers on the planet. You're flying in this morning, bringing enough stuff to stay. You're going from Dallas to San Francisco on a flight on Saturday. So be ready to go. Who are they? Oh, there are any, anybody in the surrounding area of Texas, if you are 5'7 and white, show up and try out. Start kicking that thing. Marcus, seriously. I mean, we saw the frustration from Dak. I'll show you again later. Peyton Manning almost lost his mind on ESPN2 last night. I mean, candidly, the kicker has one job. And last night he couldn't do it at all. And it looked like he was getting in his head. What do you think? Gee, this is a possession game. Football is a possession game. And I know people think that's why when we saw Jacksonville and the Chargers play, you would be like, this is a blowout, 27-0. Man, football is one possession at a time. We scoring seven points at a time if you can get in the end zone. When we in games, Mm -hmm. we don't say we down 27. We say, guys, we need four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Like, four touchdowns is way more feasible than you're thinking. Four points 
is the difference between how many possessions you need yeah. in order to come back yeah. on the football team. Right. So this is not small by any feat. And I know a lot of people, like, you have a you have an adverse reaction to the fact that it was four PATs missed. We look at it on the sideline like, bro, this could be the difference in them needing five scores yeah. as opposed to four, which makes a complete difference when the team makes a run. There may have been a collection of other people last night who were quite concerned about it. I will oh. merely say the yeah. total last night. Uh, was 45. 45. And the game, uh, or was 46. 46. And they finished at 45. Mm. And they left four points on the field. A cost. (laughs) Presented without comment. All right, as we continue, have we seen the end of Tom Brady? Just in Tampa or maybe in total? You will hear from the GOAT and we will tell you what the future looks like. Plus more on Lamar Jackson sending a direct (laughs) message to the Ravens front office yesterday. Could he be wearing a different uniform next season? We'll answer that question and we'll see if Graziano can answer this one from Hembo. The 49ers could eliminate the Cowboys from the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. What was the last team to do that? That's the question. The answer is next. Get up on ESPN. Well, based on what I've been watching, Grav's going to beat him again. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, here we go. The pressure is on Graziano, but I think he's going to get it. Uh, The 49ers could eliminate the Cowboys from the playoffs in back-to-back seasons if they win on Sunday. Who is the last team who knocked Dallas out back-to-back years? Sometimes Hembo has the misfortune of coming up with a question I've already kind of been working on. Like, I've I've done a little research on the the idea of a Cowboys-Niners rematch, and it's been a while. Back in the 60s, right, the Cowboys lost consecutive NFC Championship games to the to the Packers, which is probably the obvious answer for an older Cowboys fan. But the next two years, they got eliminated by the Cleveland Browns, and I believe that makes the Cleveland Teach Browns em. the answer to this question. Teach them, Dan. Go ahead, dunk on them. That's exactly ah. right. The answer is the Cleveland Browns. Go to Alex. Oh, you! Oh, you! Oh, 
I have to admit, when I saw the when I saw the answer, I thought the Browns in a playoff question. The Cleveland Browns, who of course bad break for Hembo and the NFC or then the NFL before the merger. Get out research. All right, scoreboard. Here we go. What does that leave us now? That is three to one in favor of Graziano over Hembo. And candidly, I didn't like the question that Hembo won. In the meantime, the Cowboys got their win last night. They knocked Tom Brady and the Bucks out of the playoffs. So what's next for Brady? He was asked about his future after the game. What is your process from here when you start to think about what you want to do next? Because obviously it's going to be huge speculation. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And then, uh, or when you want to figure stuff out, I mean, always first. No, I'm not, you know, I, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah, it's just be one day at a time, truly. Thank you, everybody, for welcoming me. All you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. All right, so that is an emotional uh, Tom Brady saying goodbye there. And so, Marcus, did that sound to you like goodbye to Tampa or goodbye to pro football? Pro football. Pro football. And, and a, a part of that is what I watched last night, G. Okay, everybody, I'm standing up because my knee hurts. I was going to say, he's got a bad knee. And I want to be like the people that work in New York. They stand up. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing, G. I looked at Tom Brady last night. Let's take more context than what we just heard right there. What I saw, what I saw was Tom Brady not wanting any contact in a professional football game. And with the way that this league is going now with not only athletic quarterbacks, but the guys on the defensive side of the football, you're going to get pressure. You're going to get hit. You're going to have issues with protection no matter how good your offensive line is. And your escapability becomes – we used to always talk about his ability to maneuver in the pocket. Like was one of his greatest strengths. Not being a runner, but being able to kind of work his way around that rush. Can't do it anymore. And we see him throwing – we saw Tom Brady throwing balls in the ground. Last night, we saw him throw the interception in the red zone. And I got to think, T, like, do you really want to end it like this? Or do you want to have, like, all of the parades and the swan songs as opposed to going out there and potentially not – like, I'm not even going to bring injury up because we know that's a possibility. But also, like, your final – everybody going to say, well, you don't want your final year to end like this in the NFL. You don't want your final year to end worse than what it looked like this year. Mm -hmm. And that's a real potential for him. And then all of this, well, he going to go to a team that's already – how we know that? They got other guys on that team that got to make contract decisions. They got other things that transpire around Tom Brady that he can't control. Like in Tampa when your offensive line gets hurt, when other guys decide that they want to go somewhere else and play football, like like his guy left and went to Cincinnati to be a part of that offensive line. Miss me with the he going to walk into a great situation. You know what a great situation is? Go and work in the booth for $375 million and not taking hits. What do you think? I, I mean, that depends on what's important to you. And I think Tom Brady has made it quite clear to all of us that there is nothing more important to him to foot than football. And if that is true in the way that I think it's true, because a normal person would have quit four Super Bowls ago. Yeah. Or at least one. So, like, I, the amount of money doesn't matter. The opportunity doesn't matter. If somebody is offering Tom Brady a job and he feels like it's a place he can go and win, he's going to take it. And I think he should because he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the That's world. That's what I was going to ask you. Are there 32 people walking the face of planet Earth 
who have a better chance of winning football games at that position than he does. No, but I agree with Swagoo, which is it's time for him to move on. Like, it's instructive, guys, that the eight teams that are left, excluding Brock Pur- Purdy, all seven are athletic, and they can move around. The game has passed by guys like Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan. We wouldn't want to build a team with someone that plays that way, and because of it, he could play. And Vegas, to me, is the obvious one, Greeny, because of Josh McDaniels. But that doesn't mean it's going to work out well. I do have to push back, at least on the fact that at, at this moment, Matt Stafford is the reigning Super Bowl champion quarterback. So the right. idea that the game has passed them by doesn't quite make sense to me. Yeah, but what I would say is that was, again, very similar to when Tom Brady got to Tampa Bay. It was perfect. Right. Great offensive line. Could get so is that situation out there? That's really the question. Is there um, a perfect situation? San Francisco, I don't know that they would want to do it. They don't, they don't have, have a line. The Raiders, they've got that really good, uh, all those skill position players and everything else. Do you? Is the sense around the league that he is going to continue playing? Yeah, but everyone's guessing. I mean, I think it's important to put that out there, right? Like, only he knows, and and he might not even know yet. Uh, But, yeah, the the thought is that he's probably done in Tampa Bay. The contract allows him to get out of it. They can't franchise him, uh, et cetera. So he'll move on, possibly to retirement, possibly to to, uh, broadcasting. But, yeah, is the situation out there that will remind him of what he found in Tampa when he went there two years ago from New England. That's keep, the thing. I keep putting emphasis on the 375. My emphasis on your safety being in the booth. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> at, at some point, the, re- the reality is, is let me say this right now loud for everybody. Stand up again. Tom, Brady, Tom Brady plays football. He don't want to get hit. Now, you're going to tell me don't nobody want to get hit. I don't want to see the greatest quarterback of all time look like he's in shambles because he's afraid of getting hit. The dude literally is afraid to get hit on a football field. Guess what's going to happen when you play quarterback in the NFL? You're going to get hit. I'm afraid to get hit right now. All right. Now. No, that's good. <laughs> no, we're going to keep it, it here for the like moment. We're talking about retirement. He's scared to get hit. I understand that. But I, I, the, the one thing that I've learned covering sports for a really long time is that the last ones to know the great ones are done are the great ones yeah. themselves. And a lot of people don't remember Franco Harris is a Seahawk and Jerry Rice is a Bronco and others. But, but they don't want the help. They need to know for themselves. He needs to. The reason he came back is because when he walked off the field last year, he thought he could still play. And if he still thinks that, I would bet you everything I, mean, I have he I, plays again. I think that part of him being skittish around getting hit is like the classic Ricky Waters quote for who for what. This is not a championship caliber team. I think that Tom Brady is capable of playing good enough quarterback if everything around him is right. Is he going to get that perfect situation? No. But more important than all of that is he earned the right to do what he wanted to do. I, I, so, I'm, like, not, I'm I, not talking you, about his right. You saying right. that he shouldn't, I think he's better than other than Foxy, somebody else. Foxy, he's playing a physical game where he's afraid to get hit. No, he's not playing a physical game. He's playing that ball in the dirt. He doesn't want to It looked like it. Right. <laughs> Well, that, that's really the question. It looked like it. Will, will teams be calling, though? Will teams? Absolutely. Yeah, they go call. Because 12 teams, Greeny, need a quarterback, and there's only two or three in the draft. And after Derek Carr, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, who else are you going to get? But, again, it's going to have to be ideal, like it was for Matt Stafford, like it was for Tom Brady three years ago. And if I'm Vegas, what I'm saying to him is offensive line, offensive yeah, line, offensive line. I will get you as many offensive linemen as you need because that's the only way he has a chance. Yeah, they have great skill position players. And, of course, their head coach is Josh McDaniels, who was his offensive coordinator for a very long time. The, the relationship is there. He knows the offense backwards and forwards. Final thought, 10 you, seconds. You think, you think the Raiders are going to play defense? 
Well, they haven't any. There's, there's been no indication that they're going to. Oh, okay. Because when he got well to Tampa, that defense carried him to the Super quite Bowl. Good, right? yeah. Okay. Well, I, listen, guys. Hey, Tom Brady, do what you want to do. Everybody, everybody looking at me crazy. I think if, you if, will. If, if, it's, if, crazy. if it's my brother, if it's my family member, hey, dude, you don't want to get hit and you playing football. Come home. It sounded like members of his family tried that last year, and it didn't work. (laughs) Anyway, after Dak's huge night, you can forgive Jerry Jones for being giddy, but one thing he said after the win got our attention. Don't miss what Jerry Jones said, as we'll hear it next. Amidst the hilarity, get up this morning. Y'all look right on this. Back in the back of the back of the act. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals welcome back to get up we are presented by ihop and for those of you who were not up late last night you missed a fascinating evening dallas absolutely brilliant it was brady and it was dak but only one of them showed up six nothing early tom brady the moment that changes the game dominique inexplicable throw yeah there's nobody in the area if you're going to throw it away throw it away but this is i mean very unbrady like troy aikman thought he was trying to throw it out of the back of the end zone and just failed one way or another it was a six nothing dallas lead the tampa could have taken the lead instead the cowboys came right down the field fourth and short dak prescott keeps it himself dak was awesome with the ball handling all night confusing the defenders right there's another perfect example and our final seconds of the half marcus this was mahomesian from dak man it was phenomenal he got on the move he was very decisive hips threw back across his body like this is dak prescott while we have conversations about him being one of the better quarterbacks the only bad news is it's only 18 nothing because greg maher missed all three extra points uh, which was inexplicable. And then in the fourth quarter, they decide not to kick a field goal on fourth down because the kicker couldn't kick. Instead, it's another touchdown to C.D. Lamb. Jerry Jones loving it. The Cowboys Oh, look at the out. star. I'm, They're I'm, on I'm, to I'm San Francisco. Let's hear from the <laughs> Look at Do the celebration. Oh, Jerry Jones, Mike. talk to me. It's like a hunting dog. We have tasted uh, what you need to uh, realize is there. 
and will, it will cause you to grow. I saw that happen to our championship teams. And I saw us take uh, guys that certainly had the goods, but they not necessarily had the experience or the having had it happen to them. They hadn't. But our teams of the 90s did come on and get better and better and grow. So I mean I, I, I mean you lost me at hunting dog and then it never came back. Marcus, Jerry, Jerry Jones' communication strategy is about vibes. Yeah. Like, you don't have to actually no, say not, anything. It's about volume. Yeah. That's what it is. It's about Marcus, quantity of words. Wait, wait, we must acknowledge the geometric shape that Marcus has uh, somehow managed to put himself into is, this is at our odd. desk. Marcus, what did you take from that? He's just the worst thing to happen for him. He's <laughs> oh, right. the worst thing to happen for him. Why? Why would you bring up championship teams? Yeah. Why would you even bring that up? Like, I get Jerry, Jerry is the greatest marketer in football, right? We understand. But this ain't the time for that. Why are you talking about a team with, like, 12 Hall of Famers on it? And, and you start seeing things come together. They beat Tampa. Great. Tampa was terrible all year long. All right. Here you go into a week where you say, here's what I would like him to say. We need to lock in. We need to get we need to get these guys rest. We need to lock in on the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to go try to win one more game. But Jerry ain't going to say that. He's going to say this. So Greeny can come on, get up and talk about he compared them to the 93 Super Bowl. Team, yes. And he think they can be that good. And, gee, I, I know. I feel your energy. That's yeah. why I'm glad I'm in yeah. New York because it's perfect for yeah. you. And I just hate the fact that now the pressure. Here, here comes the pressure. Just like we talked about last week with Mike McCarthy. Why Mike McCarthy's job was up for discussion? Because of Jerry Jones. Had nothing to do with Mike McCarthy and what he's proven. Now we're about to be talking about the 95 and the triplets and Troy and Emmett and Troy. Um, and do you realize that that, that team had uh, Larry Allen on it? Yeah. That team had guys on that team went to the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Like, literally got gold jackets. These dudes just trying to figure out who their number two and three receiver was three weeks ago. <laughs> Here's what I love about Jerry Jones is that I know you do. He is just like me. He overreacts so much <laughs> to everything that happens. He watched that game last night, and I watched that game last night, and both of us had the same thought. We're winning the Super Bowl. I know. We are winning the Super Bowl. Oh, this my year. God. And he man. thought it, and I thought it. I picked San Francisco to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs began. I changed my mind in the second quarter last night. I'm with you, Jerry. I feel you. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I slightly disagree with Marcus is they're used to it. This is how Jerry's yes. always been. When Dak was born, Jerry was doing this. So, like, this well, is well, not going to. Well, you for him. Yeah, this is not going to make anybody well, in like that building. Oh, no, Foxy. It's not going to make anybody in that building uncomfortable. They'd be surprised if Jerry came out there and was, like, tempered in his remarks. That would be like, oh, right? are we about to get fired? Are they about to clean house? Wait, Jerry said no comment? <laughs> oh, oh, now, that's scary. Yeah. Right? That's a lot scarier than him comparing him to that's an all-time great, great team. <laughs> he just he, you know, Greeny, you're talking about keeping that same energy? Yeah. You're making me Jerry, feel better. Jerry going to keep that same. That's right. Energy. That's correct. Maybe I'm, I'm too civilized. Yeah. Me, yeah. of all you, people. You are too I'm civilized. Too civilized. Yeah, my issue with it, from an analytical standpoint, that's not what this team is doing. Yeah. Right? This team is not building. Like, they were horrendous last week. Right. Like, they, they play a really great game, then they play, like, three or four kind of lousy ones, and they play another really great game. So what he's describing is not what his current team is actually doing. Does it make any difference? If you're Mike McCarthy, if you're Dak Prescott, I mean, you, at some it's point, a, I almost do think it goes one ear and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just building. It's the cost of doing business. It's the Dallas Cowboy tax. 
when you sign up for it, there's a lot of great things, and you just know after the game, plus or minus, whatever, man. He, he, you're just building it into the week. Okay, so, so, so let, me, <sighs> let, let me get to something next. I'm going to do what you guys always do. I'm going to say, Hembo sent me a stat. Uh-oh. Okay, <laughs> and it is this. Dallas is playing a road game on five days rest against the 49ers who have seven days rest. Teams with that profile, going back to 1978, are 9 and 24. For the record, Mike McCarthy coached in two of them. He's 1 and 1. They beat Atlanta in this circumstance in 2010. They lost to Arizona in 2015. I I will also just point out, just because it seems worth saying out loud, that as the Giants play the Eagles this weekend, the Eagles have a far bigger rest advantage. Right. Right. But what they don't have is the same short level of short week that the Cowboys have. Right. That, that stat, probably most of those teams with seven plus have 14, right? Because you're talking about bye teams. Right. right. This is a unique circumstance where the Niners didn't have a bye but played two days earlier uh, than the Cowboys did. So, yeah, it, it favors them. I no must question. ask the players here. Dominique Foxworth. I mean, now, now let's, let's get serious. How much of a difference do you think that makes in the game on Sunday? I think it makes a difference. Um, it's the end of the season. Everybody's hurting. Uh, this a little bit of extra rest does mean a lot, but I think it means more from a strategic standpoint because I believe the 49ers suspected that the Cowboys were going to win, and as soon as their game was over, uh, D'Amico Ryans and Kyle Shanahan started cooking up already for the Cowboys, and that advantage may be the difference in this game because they have the extra time, and we already know that both of that offense and defense are incredibly well-coached, not just because they come up with good schemes, because their players don't make mistakes. And we talk about coaching as, it, as what it means in the game, mm-hmm. in-game decisions. Most of the coaching happens during the week. They don't make a whole lot of mistakes. They make big plays when you need it. They're calm and focused group. And they're versatile. Like, these are things that come with uh, having smart players and coaching them well. And that advantage matters. All right. So, Marcus, then let me give you another one here, okay? So, we all understand. You said earlier this morning, the 49ers are the NFL's juggernaut. No one can disagree with that. They haven't lost in two and a half NFC. months. Uh, The NFC is juggernaut. Well, frankly, they've been hot. Well, Cincinnati, I guess, has been that level of hot as well. Either way, the point of it is this. Since Brock Purdy became their quarterback, and everyone loves the story, including me, the teams they have beaten are Tampa, the Seahawks twice, the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Those teams are a combined 14 games under 500, and three of them rank 25th or worse on defense. Does that matter, Marcus? Gee, if it was anybody else, I would say yes but it's the San Francisco 49ers. And we know what this team has the ability to do. Everything they do from an offensive and defensive perspective travels. It don't matter who they playing against because a lot of it is tied to how they scheme teams up coming off what Foxy just said. And then getting the ball in dynamic playmakers' hands. Debo Samuel don't care if it's the Cowboys or the Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs. Christian McCaffrey with an open hole, it don't matter who you're playing against. And usually they get to those things. Remember, this team is also very veteran-laden when it comes to guys that's been in this position. Trent Williams on the outside, ain't nothing going to be new to him. This offensive line got some issues when Brock Purdy has to drop back and just stand in the pocket. But how often does he have to do that? So I I don't attribute what the San Francisco 49ers do against lesser opponents like I would any other team in the league. I see. Yeah, the big X factor in this game is the Dallas offense against the 49er defense. If they could score and score consistently, and at some point Brock Purdy has to go make a play in the fourth quarter, drive the ball down the field, outside the numbers, we haven't, haven't seen them do that, Greg, because of the list you just you know named. So right. to me, we got to see Brock Purdy, for them to win a championship, he has to make championship throws. He, to their credit, they haven't had to do that quite yet. For whatever it is worth, 
our analytics, our football power index, with whom, again, Marcus has a complicated relationship, <laughs> they favor the Cowboys. They like Dallas better than the 49ers. And it is also telling that with this advantage in rest and playing at home, the 49ers only open as a four-point favorite. That is yeah. not a big number in this game at all. Because the Cowboys are very good and can score a lot of points. They also have shown this year that they're mistake-prone. And if they start turning it over and committing penalties, they are done. The Seattle Seahawks had a one-point lead at halftime yep. on the 49ers on Saturday. They had not committed a single penalty, and they hadn't turned the ball over. That all changed in the second half, and they got blown out. I'm not saying Dallas gets blown out, but if they make mistakes in this game, mm -hmm. then, then it will be all San Francisco. And the way Dal uh, Seattle got that lead was big shots to DK Metcalf. Yeah. The same thing Dallas could do. Big shots to C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Uh, yeah, if the 49ers are vulnerable anywhere, it might be in their secondary. We will have so much on this, obviously, the rest of this morning and rolling all through the week. Meanwhile, tennis anyone, the first major of the year, rolls on down under. Second round Australian Open coverage begins tonight, 7 Eastern uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Continues on ESPN2 at 9. You will see Coco Golf. You will see Rafa Nadal. Every match can also be seen live on ESPN+. Plus. Coming up next, did Lamar Jackson give a hint about his future yesterday? Maybe it was stronger than a hint. Could it really be over in Baltimore? We will answer that question next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by IHOP, and it's time for your morning wake-up call. It was Dak, the TD to CD, called by Joe Buck. Fourth and four. Good protection, and the pass wide open. Touchdown, Lamb. A total breakdown in coverage. And Dak Prescott has had a fantastic night. To the tune of four touchdowns through the air, and he ran for one. He's the fifth player in NFL history to do that. Uh, and you see Matt Ryan was the last to do it. Oh, by the way, uh, Dak did not throw a pick last night, which had been uh, the big problem coming in. So we've been all over Dallas and Tampa all morning long. But I think the biggest story in pro football right now continues to come from Baltimore. The relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens is frayed, to say the least. You know the details, right? He suffers the knee injury December 4th, ended his season, didn't travel Sunday night for the playoff game. But yesterday, for the second time in a week, Lamar went on social media to give his fans something from him. And here's what he posted uh, on IG. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it. 
because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. Dominique, there is no other way to interpret this except that that is a direct message at the Baltimore Ravens organization. How should we take it? Well, A, we should all take that message to heart. It's a good message for us all to believe and understand. And also, yeah, as this is the modern NFL. When you make it difficult for players to um, use their leverage through, like, holdouts or any other way, they're going to find another way to get the word out. And I think what Lamar has done so far has been very, like, kind and, and tepid like he hasn't been public he hasn't been um leaking the demands he hasn't been doing anything like that he hasn't been causing any friction he decided to not get on a plane that's a little soft push you guys he put a rather benign uh sentiment on instagram that's a soft push to let you know that things could get bad and i think that he's letting the ravens know that we need to get this done soon because things might actually become a problem marcus help me understand what's happening here because Lamar Jackson, the message from him, and you saw Robert Griffin the yeah. third last night on TV, who knows him well, backed him up, plays with him, I played with him, so knows him well. They say, look, he's hurt. There was nothing keeping John Harbaugh from saying that over the last few weeks. John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, could have ended all of this conversation by saying, guys, Lamar is too hurt to play. It doesn't bother. No one's more upset about that than he is, but we're going to go out there and do the best we can. He had a million chances to do that and never did. That, to me, is the most important part of all. It's frustration and, and to Fox's point, the nice part has gone out of the window. Now we're in the real ugly part of negotiations, but I got to get this in because Chris Mortensen sent me this. Mark, my guy. All right. So this offer that co- the, the contract more than 270, more than 200 million guarantee, 133. The number that I had in my mind was fully guaranteed at signing. Now, if I'm Lamar advisor, I'm like, bro, come on, let's think about this now. Right? <laughs> like yeah. with, with those numbers, money. right? Now, obviously, there are other things. There are injury clauses. There are other things in contracts that you don't know about, which may cause a rip. But here's the bottom line, G. Uh, Cincinnati ain't gonna have no problem getting theirs done. Right? The right. Los Angeles Chargers ain't going to have no problem getting theirs done. Guys, Hold I know. On. Let me tell you something. Over there. They ain't going to have no problem getting theirs done. Are they I'm going to tell you why. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about the player. I'm going to tell you why. The Ravens have reservations about Lamar Jackson. It's the only option that I can come to my mind No, with. no, no. no. Be- I don't think it's that. I, th- I think it's the fact that in the division you have one player in Deshaun Watson. They got $230 million fully guaranteed with a lot going on okay. off the field. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, what I'm saying is I'm the league MVP. I've been impeccable off the field. I get I- it. But wait, Marcus, I have to come back to you. If they have concerns or hesitation about doing this deal with Lamar Jackson, do you blame them for that? Is that wrong? I absolutely think it's wrong. All right? Because, number one, it's been built around him. We know how much he means to what this team has had from a level of success. That, like, all we judging you off of is all we have. All we have with Lamar Jackson is going to the playoffs, league MVP, and literally being the responsible party for why your team has had a, a, such a tremendous amount of success mm-hmm. and why we talk about the Baltimore Ravens like we talk about yep. the Baltimore Ravens. Literally, when we talk about the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC and having a, a chance to win a Super Bowl, it's because of Lamar Jackson, period. End of story, nothing else, right? They, they have grossly mismanaged getting this dude wet 
weapons on the outside. Yeah. That's them. That's on them. They decided to build this organization around his skill set and the thing. If you want to give him credit for that, great. But it don't work if he ain't there, right? You ain't just do this on a whim. They took him late in the draft, so he didn't get the type of conversation that most quarterbacks that have accomplished what he's accomplished up to this point had the opportunity to get. The other thing is this, and the reason why I say uh, what I said about Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, because if Lamar Jackson walks in your office, and he asked for $230 million guaranteed. Put the tape in the VCR. Can I, can I give an extra 10? Yeah. Put the tape in the VCR. <laughs> yeah. Who are we without you? Right. Okay? Yeah. Like, I, I, all of the extenuating circumstances around Deshaun Watson and that deal and how desperate Cleveland was to have a quarterback, we get all of that. Yeah. Put the freaking tape in, and you have to ask yourself if you're the Baltimore Ravens, do we want to reset everything? because this guy is solely responsible for where we are right now, or we need to tell him, hey, man, go find a team or a suitor that we so, can trade so, you for. So, Swaggo, I don't disagree with everything you said. I would just put a pin in it and say this. Let's see what happens with Jalen Hurts, just, uh, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert from this standpoint. If one of those guys gets a fully guaranteed contract, Lamar Jackson wins and says, you know what? Right. It wasn't just the dumbass Cleveland Browns. It's a new trend. But – if the other three don't do that, they, they, they we love it. Way. We love it. Go on. Right, go but on. if the other three don't do that, and now Jeez, they could just say that Cleveland is an a, an outlier, and Lamar, you got to come over here with Burrow, Herbert, and matter. Jalen Hurts. It, it does, doesn't but matter. But it does matter, though. It does, That's it does. He's up well, now. I, I, I agree with you that it shouldn't, right? But the problem is, like, you guys are making the argument that the player is too valuable to lose. NFL owners don't feel that way about any player. So the right? NFL I mean, like, owner wants to set, set his team back. I'll, I'll, here's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the reason Lamar Jackson didn't get a fully guaranteed contract is not because the Ravens don't believe in Lamar Jackson. Right. It's because the Ravens don't believe in fully guaranteed contracts. Right. Steve Bashotti has spoken publicly yep. about being upset that the Browns did it. That's we, fine. He's on the record. Graz, that's fine. Well, but that's what he's asking for. I get, I get so it. So come out publicly and say, we are going to find a trade suitor for Lamar Jackson. No, no, no. no but but Shrek, not at that point what, what, but what Baltimore's trying to say is, like, we want to see what else happens with Burrow, Herbert, and Hurts. Okay, and but the, the, they point, have, the point is, once the, the Deshaun Watson thing happened, I don't think Lamar cares because there have been contracts signed after that. Right. I don't care. Right. This Here's is the question. That's work. exactly right. Aaron Rodgers didn't get full guarantees. Russell Wilson so, didn't get full guarantees. That's so the Ravens. Is there a team? That is going to – the way he goes somewhere else is you sign and trade, sort of like an NBA. They got to franchise him, they work out compensation, and then someone – is there a team out there that will give him the guaranteed, the Deshaun Watson contract? Well, there certainly could be, and the team could be is your New York Jets from a standpoint. Ooh. You put Lamar Jackson with that team, they're in the playoffs. You're going to have a head coach and a GM that are going to be under pressure in 2023. It's probably a little bit out of their comfort zone albeit it could be for Atlanta and Carolina, but given the fact that so many teams need a quarterback and someone's going to see Lamar Jackson as a game-changer, somebody just may do it. I mean, look, if you want a fully guaranteed contract, the one thing you need is someone willing to give it to you. And there should be plenty yes. of teams willing to give it to him. There's This game is risky. If you want to win, you have to take risk. I understand that fully guaranteed contracts are your quarterback. does It, it elevates the risk. But the you know what's even more like risky is not having a quarterback. The perspective from everybody, like, it's not wrong, guys. I'm not here to argue with you. I understand what you're saying about the Baltimore Ravens. Here's the issue, though. Like, at, at some this is what Lamar is thinking. How much more? How much more do I need to do? Yeah. 
Like, what, like, what, what, what else do you need me to do to ask for what like, I'm asking? That hurts. That's got like, like all he's done up in there. Like, I don't understand how that doesn't hurt and way, that doesn't permeate your organization. And by the way, everyone have, else is looking like, we, what more does he have to? do? We hear NFL players, NFL agents complain about other sports have fully guaranteed contracts and we don't. This is how it has to happen. Yeah. Guys like Lamar Guys Jackson have to yeah. insist. But you know what? Russell Wilson didn't insist, and Aaron Rodgers didn't insist, and on and on and on. And that's why he's in this position yeah. because if that had been happening for the past decade or so, then that would be the norm. The player perspective is just going to always be different because we look at the body of work and like what you've, what you've worked to be able to ask for. Right? Like, Marcus Spears ain't walking in Dallas and asking for a guaranteed contract. But if DeMarcus Ware did, they would have to think about that hey, based hey, on what he's done for the franchise. Super quick. Right? In fact, I don't even have I'm sorry. that. I have to. No, no. I got to let Marcus go. Marcus, I say on behalf of all of us. What? He's got to go do first take. You can't leave. We need to go. Mwah. We love having <laughs> you back, big fella. Right. Like you man. are the best. I he's love headed over to first day, take. Man. All the conversation continues here on ESPN this morning. Dak needed a big playoff game. He delivered with an exclamation point. Did that one game convince Stephen A. that the Cowboys are headed to the Super Bowl? You're going to find out next. Tom, get the hell up out of there, man. So good, Marcus. So good. What can I say? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Get Up is presented by IHOP. The Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity Breakfast Combo is back for a limited time. And to finish it up, uh, Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 The Fan in his radio interview explaining his hunting dog analogy said he was talking to Michael Irvin. It seems they rub the hunting dog's face in blood to enhance his instincts for the rest of his time on the hunt. Says he thinks Dallas will do the same with the Tampa Bay win. Mike Tannenbaum, with all your extensive hunting experience, does that sound right to you? Sure, let's go with it. Absolutely. Who are we to argue? (laughs) What a day. Thanks for getting up. See you tomorrow. First take now.